Can you say it with me? One, two, three. Drive. Two of my favorite words are the two series we're doing right now. Drive and Visions the next hour. Drive and Vision. Three, four-week series. We're in week two. The word drive, could you say it with me? It means compelled, motivated, energized. Last week we saw what drove Jesus. So we're going to go ahead and ask Raj to just push us this morning. In case you're here with us for the first time, I use this big screen and scriptures. And uh, guys, we believe the Bible here. Believe in reading the Bible here. But if you look around, a lot of people might not carry a Bible when they come in. Don't, don't judge that to make you think that people don't believe their Bible and read their Bible here. We just have the biggest Bible in Inglewood on this screen. Probably in a few counties right here. Amen? Say. And i like you to read with me and you keep your focus here with me and you read Scripture. And i tell you what, you're going to get a lot out of this, t- this today. Amen? You start coming. People tell me, I know more about the Bible now than I've ever known. Is that because I'm a great teacher? No. It's because the way we do it and the fact that we're just real. And if you make the effort, you can learn. Amen. Come on. So look at this. Drive. Look at that. You see that pickup truck? That's exactly the same kind of truck I have. That's an old Nissan Titan. The only thing different. It's got some of them fancy, shiny wheels. And I've been thinking about getting some of them. But after that picture, I think I'm going to stay with the ones I got. They're paid for and I like them. I don't want my truck to look like that. Amen? Come on. How not to drive. What I don't want to energize me. What I don't want to compel me. What I don't want to motivate me. That's the idea of the message today. How not to drive. Now last week we saw how Jesus drove. Amen? The drive of Jesus. Today's message is going to focus on how not to drive. When it comes to drive, say it with me. When it comes to Jesus is the... One more time. When it comes to Jesus is the... Come on. Let's keep looking. Let's keep looking. What drove Jesus? We talked about it last week. What energized Jesus? What compelled Jesus? What motivated Jesus? Compassion. Compassion. Love. That's what I want to drive me. Amen? Compassion and love. That's what drove Jesus. Big word here, condescension, plain English, what? Humility. Humility drove Jesus. Lowly, meek, not selfish, willing to give to others, preferring others before himself. Humility. What drove Jesus? Courage or what? The little boy that played Jesus today. How old are you, son? You're 11 years old. What's your name? Who? I thought you said Jesus. I went, no wonder he played Jesus. Jason. Jason saw me yesterday and at the uh, big event because they were helping out there. Y'all were servers yesterday because that's what we're teaching our kids to do here. In the Blast Middle School ministry, you learn to serve. Help other people, right? That's important. That's what Jesus would do, right, Jason? But he told me, he said... Pastor, I'm going to be Jesus tomorrow. And you know what I told you? I said, don't be a weak Jesus. I don't know if you remember me telling you that yesterday. Don't be a weak Jesus. So many people see Jesus as weak. That He doesn't have strength. They almost paint Jesus as being effeminate. Nothing further than the truth. 
You think burly fishermen, rough fishermen, tough guys would follow a man like that? Yes or no? No, would not happen. Jesus had strength, but it was strength under control. It's good to be strong. We need to be strong. Men and women, we need to be strong. Life, life is rough. Yes or no? Marriage is tough. Work is tough. Life is tough. Raising young'uns is tough. It's all tough. Going shopping is tough. I mean, you like that. Strength. Amen? Come on. That's who Jesus was. That drove him. Look at his strength. They quoted this verse at the beginning of their uh, dramatic musical this morning. When we were yet without strength, when we had no strength, guess who showed up strong? Jesus. In due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commended His love toward us, and that while we were yet what? Sinners, Christ died for us. Boy, that's strength. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says you look unto Jesus. You want to make it through life? You want to do the right thing, keep your head up? Look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him. Life so often is perspective. I met with someone this week and I enjoy meeting with people. But so often, people that come to see me, they're full of depression. But an outside source like me, knowing the Lord, having the Scriptures, and also having some experience of knowing where they sit, because I've been there, I can see their life from a different perspective. Well, this is bad, and this is bad, and this is bad, and this is bad. But I can look at it often and see, well, you could look at that as good. Well, you could see it as positive. For example, you lose a loved one that you love. That's terrible. They died. But you forget how long you had them. You forget that you love them and they love you. So many people live with somebody, don't even love them. You hear me, yes or no? And they're saved. They're in heaven. They're alive forevermore. But you're going to go around thinking you can't live, you can't make it? Guys, we got to get off ourselves and look to someone else, and that's Jesus. Look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him. How can the cross be joy? Because he looked at that horrible pain with a different perspective. Yes or no? He looked at that cross and saw you. Didn't see the Romans, perhaps. Certainly that wasn't his focus. Father, forgive them. That's what he saw. Amen? Perspective. Look unto Jesus. He's strong. Now, we're switching gears quickly. What? I don't want to drive me. How I don't want to drive in my life. Exactly the opposite things drove Jesus' enemies. If love Humility and strength drove Jesus. The exact opposite drove his enemies. And it's not that hard to find it. Let's look at it. Number one, what do I not want to drive me? Say it with me. One, two, three. You want that to drive you? Hate? Being hateful? 
I talked to a girl at McDonald's this morning. Sweetie, probably 21, bubbly, big old personality, loves waiting on me. And uh, she just thanked me. She didn't even know I was a preacher. She waits on me all the time. I just love on her like a normal human being. Amen? Say. But just so grateful for someone who's kind. That's the way we ought to be, right? Say. Are you kidding me? You're giving me my coffee and putting the stuff in it and only charging me a dollar. Ought to be jumping up and down here. But she said a lot of people are not that way. And I felt sad as I left today to think that she's got to work all day and she's going to get abused at times. This bubbly, beautiful, kind, good-hearted person is going to get ripped up and down because people are full of hate. Y'all hear me, yes or no? I don't want this to drive me. As a matter of fact, when I told her fellowship, she says, Oh, I see a lot of those shirts and people have those on. They come in here. I said, well, if they ever come in here and they're hateful to you don't count, you let me know about it. She said, no, 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 they're generally, they're nice people. Amen. Say, I don't want this to drive me or our church. Who hath believed our report and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? This is prophecy about Jesus. He's going to grow up before Him as a tender plant, as a root out of a dry ground. He'll have no form nor comeliness. When you see Him, there's no beauty that you should desire Him. Jesus will be despised and rejected of men. He'll be a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from Him. He's going to die alone. He'll be despised. And we esteemed Him not. He will bear our griefs. He will carry our sorrows. Yet we did esteem Him stricken, smitten of God, afflicted. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace. He paid for our peace. He was beaten. This week marks that. The passion of Christ. Why? So that you and I could have peace. That's what He endured. And with His stripes, you and I are what? Healed. Because of what He went through, you and I can have eternal life and live forever. Amen? And we can have a victorious life and a life that's abundant here because of Jesus Christ. Hatred. Why was Jesus hated? Just my thoughts. He didn't look the part. They're expecting a king. They'd expect somebody to come loving, somebody to come humble, somebody who would actually stand up to them and call them on the carpet for their crap. The religiously, you know, he called them down on it. They expect that. He didn't fit the part. Bethlehem, Nazareth, come on. No, he didn't act the part. He didn't. He didn't do that. He didn't act like the other religious folk. Say that last one with me. He didn't what. And they hated him for it. You know what, guys? I'm a man. I'll be honest with you. If it's me just coming to church on Sunday playing a game, I quit. 
I don't want to live this life and do what I do. I only have this one life right here on this earth. Now, I'm going to live forever because of Him. But I have this moment in time right now. I don't want to live my life as Pastor Fellowship Church playing some game. Y'all hear me? I love you because it's a choice I make. And because you're worth loving. I preach the way I do and talk about my own issues and mess. You know why? Because I got them. Amen? I come here on Sunday, not just because you're here. I come here because I want to come here. Not a game to me. Y'all listening or not? I love being here. Where did I get that from? Him. <laughs> Amen. And I know I don't act the part sometimes or look the part, but I get it. I get. It. I come by it honest. He didn't either. Amen. Say, if the part's going to be phony, if the part's going to be game playing, if the part's going to be plastic Christianity, you can have it. I'll go hit the golf ball or go fishing. Amen. Say, I need the Lord. I need. I need help. I want to live for the Lord. I, I want Him to help me. I want you to help me. I want to help you. This is our town. Then assemble together the chief priests. We're talking about hatred. The scribes, the elders, the leaders, the religious leaders. They went to the palace of the high priest who was called Caiaphas. That's what happened this week. They consulted that they might take Jesus by what? Here's the game word. Subtly. Subtly. Got to do it subtly. Sounds politically motivated, doesn't it? And they want to kill him. Hate. But they said, not on the feast day. Can't do it on the feast day. It'll look bad. Playing the game. Lest there be a what? Got to do it sneaky. Hate. Rise, let us be going. Behold, he is at hand. Jesus says, it does betray me. While he yet spoke, Judas, one of the twelve, one who had been playing the game, came with a great multitude. He had sold out the Lord. Happened this week. Swords, staves from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now he that betrayed him gave them a sign. Say it with me. Whomsoever I shall. People acting the part at church and Christianity and people that they look good and they live mm, kissy kissy. It never has impressed me. You hear me? We ought to do that because we love people. Amen. Yes or no? Don't get all kissy on Sunday. Amen. You ain't good enough. If I see you out in town, now sometimes I don't recognize everybody. I know that. But you're not good enough for me to hug you outside of this place? That's craziness, ain't it? Say, yes or no? If I'm somewhere, even if I don't know you, if you come over to me, listen, you should expect me. Once you let me know who you are, I mean, I'm not just going to walk up there with a stranger and start hugging on them. You understand that, right? I'd be in jail. But if I know that, I'm not going to not talk to you or stand off from you. That's crazy. Yes or no? Come on. Judas, the same as he, when I do this, and hold him because he's the man. You better grab him because I've seen that guy do some stuff. 
He forthwith, when he came to Jesus, he said, Hail, Master, words. Kissed him. And Jesus, look at Jesus though, real words. What did he call his enemy? Friend. Wherefore you come? And they came and they laid hands on Jesus and they took him. We're just talking about what I don't want to drive me. And that's hate, guys. There's a lot of hate in the story of Jesus, in the Christ story. They spit in his face. You know, for somebody to spit in somebody's face, that's some hate going on. Yes or no, say. I'm not even going to ask how many of y'all spit in somebody's face. I guarantee it, there's quite a few hands in this room. You spit in people's faces before. Listen, you spit in people's faces, day is over. Amen? Say. I don't want to be full of hate. That's not going to drive me. They buffeted him. They smote Jesus with the palms of their hands. Can you imagine taking your hand and hitting the Son of God across his face? Amen? How can we say we love God who we haven't seen, but we treat our brother like crud who we have seen? You can't do that. You can't be slapping people and being all ugly to people and full of hate, but, oh, I, I love Jesus. No, you don't. You're deluded. I'm ugly today, ain't I? Is what it is. When the morning was come, all the chief priests and elders of the people, they took counsel against Jesus to do what? Put him to death. Hate. Now, guys, we know Jesus came to give his life a ransom for many, but that doesn't excuse the hate. There's hate in this story. That's not what I want to drive me. When they bound him, they led him away. They delivered him unto Pilate, the governor. Hate. Hatred. Hatred. They bound Jesus. They led Jesus away. They delivered Jesus to Pilate. Hatred. And remember, who were these people? They were the who? I guarantee it. Most lost people have a bad opinion about religious people. And you know what? I can't blame them. Most of what I see on TV, that's just TV. And then people that, you, you get surprised sometimes when you hear they, certain people go to church. You go to church. What? Knowing Christ ought to make a difference in your life. Yes or no? Amen. And you might say, well, I've gone to church my whole life and I am just feel this way. You need to be changed. He can change a hellraiser like me and a drunk like my mama and so many crazy people like I preach to every week out here. How many would say, man, I was a mess. I was screwed up. I'm telling you right now. Look at them. They're all around you. You don't want to mess with me. These people will get on you. I got security, all right. Amen. Come on. Listen. Listen. Be changed. I don't want you to be religious. Amen? Say, I go to fellowship. I'm religious. That don't even sound like us. I want to be real. R-E-A-L. Counseled a guy this week. He might be here this morning. 
He said, I was pretty hard to take when he first came. Are you here? You said that to me this week. Can I see your hand? You said I was pretty hard to take. Are you here in the audience? Let me see you. Where are you? You're hiding, aren't you? Maybe the next hour. He seemed like an early bird, though. I believe you're here. Yeah, you're here, aren't you? He said, you were pretty hard to handle. I said, tell me about that. I'm interested in knowing what first impressions are people think of me. He said, well, you say ain't a lot. I said, well, believe it or not, I have a college education, and I could probably talk very properly if I wanted to. He said, but then I came back. He said, in every service, I cry. He said, I'm here today to talk to you because I thought I could. He said, I can relate to you. He said, you're real. But I say, ain't. <laughs> I'm sure I say a lot of other words, too, that ain't good. Amen? But come on, my point is, though, I'd rather be real and relatable than religious. Say that with me. I'd rather be real and relatable than... One more time, I'd rather be real and relatable rather than... Amen? And I'm still working on this, guys. That's, how, that's the journey. I want you to jump on this thing with me and go. Jesus took real people, sinners, and they became real and relatable. Amen? Praise God. Keep looking. Here we go. Number one, I don't want to drive me as hate. Number two, second thing I don't want to drive me as what? Pride. It was all about them and not about Him. Say that with me. It was all about and not about... One more time. It was all about and not about pride. Pride. Listen to what Jesus said to the religious leaders in Matthew 23. Just look at it. Pride. All therefore whatsoever they bid you observe, that observe and do. But do not after their works, for they say and do not. Jesus talking about the religious. Say the yellow with me when it pops up. They what? Do not. Okay? For they bind heavy burdens grievous to be borne. They lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves would not move them with one of their fingers. Say it with me. They like others to work hard, and they do as little as what? We're talking about the religious leaders. This is Jesus. Come on. But all their works they do to be seen of men. They make broad their phylacteries. That's boxes they put religious scriptures and things on their head. And if they were really super spiritual, they'd have these giant boxes. Look like a FedEx coming at you. He must be spiritual. He's got a strong neck. Did you see that joker's neck? They enlarge the borders of their garments. Man, now can you see them coming? The big box. The big garment with the bells and they walk, oh man, you see his legs. Got to be in shape to carry all that mess. Say the yellow with me. They what? You can tell if you're religious and not real if you're checking off any of these boxes. Jesus said they love the uppermost rooms at the feast, the chief seats at the synagogue. Say that one with me. Now, I love it when you want a great seat. I asked several. Some are sitting in the back today. I said, do you all like it back here? And they said, oh, they love it back there. Great. 
Some like it up front. I'm sort of a front guy because I get distracted. But they wanted the best seats, not so they could hear. They wanted the best seats to be what? Just imagine the arenas. And you got those front row seats in the mezzanine. Is that what they call it? And everybody in the room can look up before the show starts and go, Look! Oh, so-and-so's right there. Look over there. Look there. Come on. Pride! I don't want this to drive me. Jesus speaking to their face. He said this to them. They want greetings in the markets to be called of men. Rabbi! Rabbi! Say that with me. They... To hear their... You can learn a lot about pride from just Jesus' speech that He gave them. Who are you inside? Strip away your title. So many of us are what we do or what we did. But who are you? Well, I, 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 I'm a, I'm an engineer. I'm a, you know, I'm construction where I'm a, who are you? Child of God. Who are you? I'm loved. Who are you? I matter. Who are you? I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Who are you? You got any other ones you can throw at me? Who are you? A conqueror. Who are you? Saved. Who are you? Seated in the heavenlies already. Who are you? I'm somebody whose name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You're more than your title. You hear me, yes or no? They love to hear their title. Now, if that's all you got, that's why you want to hear it. And the religious, that's what they had. They didn't have a relationship with God. A lot of people say, I'm a member. I'm a member. A member? Membership ain't going to get you too far. Being in the family of God, that's what you want. Amen? Say now, I love you being here. I love you being here at Fellowship. Member or not a member. I love that. The main thing is, do you know Christ? Amen? Come on. Am I driving you crazy this morning? Talking about pride. I don't want that to drive me. Just listen to the words of Jesus as He gave it to them in their face. For they bind heavy burdens, grievous to be borne. They lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. Say that with me. Religious. Say it with me. They what? I mean, I'm terrible today. I don't feel like a preacher. I don't want to feel like one. I don't feel like a pastor. And it sounds terrible today. I'm confessing everything in front of you. I guess it's Passion Week. It's time I open up. I want people attracted to me, not turned off from me. Most religious people that I know are religious? I don't know. Just something about it. I'm just like, nah, i got to go this way. <sighs> Amen? Say. And I have to deal with that because when people find out I'm a pastor or a preacher, they like, it's that automatic, oh my gosh, got to watch what I say. So I like flying under the radar. 
That's why I like coaching on the ball field. Boy, you want to hear some stuff, get on the ball field. And then they want to apologize to me like I'm Jesus. I understand why you talk like that. I understand that. I did that and I still struggle and have to watch it myself. And when they see that I'm on terms with them, that's crazy. I'm going to say one other thing to you. I know I'm just talking ad-libbing a little bit today and I hope you'll, you'll bear with me. Somebody taught me something years ago and it was the man Jerry Falwell. You remember Jerry Falwell? taught me a valuable lesson. Here he was, this big preacher, this big university, this big church, moral majority, friends of the presidents, all this kind of mess. And you know what Jerry Falwell would do? Well, one thing he did is he loved his town of Lynchburg. He took a little podunk nothing town, and the only thing Lynchburg's known for now is Liberty University. Amen? And Thomas Road Baptist Church. But the fact of the matter is, here's what Jerry would do. And he, t he told me, that, taught me this, and that was, he would visit lost people, people that aren't Christians. And he would say to them, he would maybe share something with them that he was going through, and would say, would you pray for me? Can you imagine Because they think the preacher's supposed to pray for them, right? It's a real act of humility. And I do that sometimes. Not, not probably as much as I should. And whether people are lost or maybe they're just not living for the Lord or maybe they're not in church a lot, whatever. But sometimes I'm talking to people and I go, you know, I'm just struggling. And, you know, and uh, you know, would you pray for me? I tell people about my, my marriage with Kim. And we've been married four years now. And i got two little kids. And people generally think that's pretty tough. I mean, you know, being 55 and having little ones again and starting over, that's not easy. And you know what I'll do? I'll go, oh, it's a little bit tough sometimes. You, would you pray for me? So did y'all hear that today? Say, how many might try that sometime? Amen? Come on. I think that was good advice. Pride. Let's humble ourselves. Woe unto you, scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites, you devour widows' houses, and for pretense make long prayers. Therefore you shall receive the greater damnation, Jesus speaking. Talking about religious people, not real, relatable, solid believers in Christ. Say it with me. They do what? They do what? You think that could be said of the religious, a lot of religious situations in this country, yes or no? If you're here, I believe in giving. I want you to give, guys. But if you need to pay your light bill, pay your light bill. How about that? <laughs> you need to get your kids some shoes. How about buying the shoes? Yeah, but I'm supposed to believe God and sow my seed and all that. You know what you're supposed to do? You're supposed to love your family because if you don't take care of your family, you've denied the faith and you're worse than an infidel, the Bible says. Come on! Amen. He's funny, ain't he? Look at him. Listen, I'm just saying if we were more like that, I just think it would help us. Yes or no? Does that mean we don't have needs? Of course we got needs. But we started with nothing, and are we doing fine? We're doing better than fine, ain't we? I know we're just talking today, but why not let's have just some cleanup time on, on Palm Sunday? 
Instead of just, Hosanna, Hosanna, save now. How about, okay, i got some problems. I need to talk about them. How not to drive. Pride. Woe unto you blind guys. This is all Jesus talking to the religious. This ain't me. I'm just here just looking. Woe unto you blind guides which say, Whosoever shall swear by the temple, it's nothing. But whosoever shall swear by the gold of the temple, he's deader. What is this mess? Say that with me. They're what? Isn't that terrible? Be honest with me. Come on, help me here. And be, think about the question. How many, you'd have to say, I have struggled in my life and I've been turned off by the religious mess. Can I see your hand? And look, that's just in the house here today. And most of these people are now God-fearing and saved people that love the Lord. Our words should be good. Amen, Raji? I know you're flashing at me, buddy. We've already had a good message if I have to quit early. Amen? Come on. Woe unto you, scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites. You pay tithe and mint of anise and cumin. These are kind of little like little tea leaves. You count everything. We've got to give like one little tea leaf over here. You've omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, faith. Judgment, mercy, and faith is a lot more important than your spice jar, okay? These ought to be done, but don't leave the other undone. Come on, guys. Say that with me. They what? How many's learning something about the religiosity today? Are you learning something? Yes or no? Y'all write this down, ain't you? <laughs> That's pretty good. Praise the Lord. It's Jesus talking. I don't want this to drive me. Major on the minors. They don't sing them new songs. They sing new songs all the time. He don't wear a tie. So what? Took a bath. You know what I mean? Come on. Woe to you, scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites. You're like unto whitest sepulchres, which indeed appear beautiful outside, but inside you're full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. Even so, you outwardly appear righteous unto men, but within you're full of hypocrisy and iniquity. Say it with me. They are what? What I don't want to drive me. Hatred. Pride. Did you see what happened? He hit them at their pride. And it came out through their hatred. You know what I'm saying? When he talked like this, it was over for him. This week. Pride will mess you up. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord, the Bible says. Depart from evil. Pride goes before destruction. A haughty spirit before a fall. I'll punish the world for their evil and the wicked for their iniquity. I will cause the arrogancy of the proud to cease. I will lay low the haughtiness of the terrible. Though thou exalt thyself as the eagle, though thou set thy nest among the stars, thence will I bring thee down, says the Lord. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus within himself, God, I thank you that I'm not as other men are, as extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this low-life loser publican over here, Pharisee said. 
And the publican stood afar off. He wouldn't lift so much up his eyes unto heaven, but he smote upon his breast. He said, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Jesus says, I tell you, this man, this who, that sinner publican, he went down to his house, what? Justified, rather than the who? The religious Pharisee. For everyone that exalts himself shall be what? The base. And he that humbles himself shall be what? Exalted. Pride. I don't want that to drive me. That was a long little study on pride this morning. What's the last one, Rod? Try not to drive and we'll quit. Fear. They're the opposite of what drove Jesus. Number one, love drove, drove him. Hatred drove his enemies. Two, humility drove Jesus. Pride drove the enemies. Three, courage Strength drove Jesus. What drove his enemies? You see it? You can put a name on it. You can call it religious. You can put a denomination on it. End of the day, if you don't have Jesus, if you're not like him, you're going to be like this. I don't want this. His enemies feared losing their control. That was their fear. Look at it this week. Look at how they were talking. And he taught, saying unto them, is it not written, My house should be called of all nations the house of prayer? But you've made it a den of thieves, Jesus said. And the scribes and the chief priests, watch it, heard it and sought how they might destroy him. Say it with me. For they what? Fear drove them. Not a reverence. They feared him because all the people were astonished at his doctrine. Because he was talking to them in real language, real life, real stuff. His word was good. And he re they started to realize, wait a minute, these jokers have been pulling the wool on us. And they feared that. And they come again to Jerusalem as he was walking in the temple. And there come to him the chief priests and the scribes and the elders and say unto him, By what authority do you do these things? Who gave you this authority to do these things here in our house? And they sought to do what? Lay hold on him. But they did what? Do you feel it? What drives you? Fear or faith? What drives you? Insecurity or confidence? Why do you act like you do and respond like you respond? For they knew that He had spoken the parable against them, and they left Him and went their way. Fear. Fear. After two days was the feast of the Passover. That's, that's this week of unleavened bread, and the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might take him by craft and put him to death. But they said, not on the feast day, lest there be a what? Fear. Fear. See, if you're religious and not real and not a true believer in Christ, you're always fearful. You know Why don't you just nail it today to the cross? Why don't you humble yourself and say, I need Christ. I don't need this other mess. Yes or no? Tough. It was not their strength that allowed them to have Jesus set up and killed. They didn't kill Jesus because they're strong. They killed Him because they were weak. Odd message today, isn't it? They couldn't effectively argue with what Jesus said. So they had to do what? Shut him up! 
You ever like that sometimes? I have been. Where you really can't win the argument so you just get louder and obnoxious. And then later you look back and really see what a... You fill in the blank you were. How many are like that? You've done that a few times. I'll put my hand up. They feared humiliation. They feared. And Pilate, when he called together the chief priests and the rulers of the people, said unto them, You brought this man to me as one that perverts the people? And behold, I've examined Jesus. I don't find anything wrong with him. Touching those things that you accuse him of? I don't get it. This is a lost man saying, I don't get what you're doing to this man. Not even Herod. For I sent you to him, and lo, nothing worthy of death was done to him. I'm going to chastise him to appease you crazy religious people. I'll release him. For of necessity, he must release one of them at the feast. And they cried out all at once because of their fear. Away with this man, release unto us who? Barabbas. Who for a certain sedition made in the city, and for murder, release unto us, let a murderer go free, and not this man who's done nothing wrong. This is where hate and pride and fear will drive you if you don't watch it. Pilate, therefore, willing to release Jesus, spoke again to him, to them, but they cried, say it with me loud. And he said unto them the third time, Why? What has he done? I don't find a cause of death in this man. I'm going to chastise him and I'm going to let him go. And they were instant. That's what hate and pride and fear will do to you. It will drive you. It will drive you off a cliff. They were instant. With loud voices requiring that he might be crucified and the voices of them and the chief priest. Why? You can drive your life off a cliff if you want to. And hatred and pride and fear. It'll do it. That's what happened. Say this loud with me, pretty loud. Would you say it with me this morning? Say it loud. One, two, three. Number two. Number three. All right. Now, come on. When it comes to drive, Jesus is the driver. Now, would you say this with me? Come on. Come on. Say it with me. Come on. The love of... Come on. The human... And number three, the... Amen. I think we did it, Raj. Jesus, take the wheel, baby. Come on, come on. Jesus, take the wheel. Amen. Come on, let's get a bunch.